Previously on Gain It For Riffs. Uh, I have a trick. I have a um, a clip here. This one you have to. You can't argue about this. This is the best James Hetfield cameo ever. All right. Little boy at peace. What is this place? Beyond the stars. Open up your eyes. What are these things? You're moving toward <laughs> head so yeah. full of wonder. Gotta be South Park. Yeah. In the past. Could it be that you are free at last? No! Little boy, you're going to hell! You said bad words for rushing the birds and now this is your tail! You ain't going back, the things they lay in Not, not kidding. It's one of his best uh, deliveries ever, I think. Yeah, you know what I thought about now that I never thought about before? The backing track sounds totally like Guitar Pro, RSE. Yeah, but it's really farty sounding. It's obviously not James Hetfield playing, and it's really bad. <laughs> yeah, that, I like that. He's just singing on top of like a farty MIDI, How is MIDI that, rock uh, song. Something shitty like that. Yeah, I guess it's about time for another riff, isn't it? Yeah, is it your yeah. turn? Yeah, it's it your is turn. my turn, yeah. Nice. And I, I picked up the strat again. I'm back in E, which means earlier Metallica. Mm. you know that song right i'm gonna let you present it anyway yeah uh four horsemen cool yeah one of my absolute personal favorites and i had to do a mustaine riff right yeah nice uh, even though we we did a few mustaine riffs just a couple of weeks back uh, you know <laughs> what a good riffer what a good riffer uh -huh. listen to that fucking riff like <laughs> Such a groove to it. What's not good about this riff? I don't know. It's uh, it's great. I mean, the whole song is uh, such a classic. It's maybe the the standout song I would say on Kill 'Em All. Uh, the yeah, best. One. I think it's the best one. It's a few things to mention about this song. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with the least obvious first, actually. That uh, Jason Eustad, the bass player that. Um, well, kind of picked up uh, the guitar, even Cliff's actual bass guitar, and uh, plugged it in and uh, did his part right after Cliff died here in Sweden, in Jungby. 
in 86 on the Master Puppets tour. Mm. Uh, in comes, well, a few guys come in and try, try out for Metallica. They end with Jason Newsted, a super fan, and he just plays amazingly. If you haven't heard it, check out his, um, the tapes from his, uh, what is that called? Uh, audition. Audition. Check yeah. out his audition tapes. Uh-huh. Because, whoa, what? Like, the playing on that is just above and beyond. That guy has lived and been, he's been living and breathing Metallica only <laughs> in, prior to that. And, and uh, what I wanted to address is that his backing vocals on this part, they lifted. Uh, check out Seattle 89. Mm-hmm. Uh, they skipped the Leonard Skinner part, which is, you know, I don't, I don't like that. I want to hear the Leonard Skinner part. But anyway, the, when they play that part which, where I was on, uh, that's kind of where all the four horsemen of the apocalypse mm-hmm. gets introduced. Exactly. And he's doing these amazing backup vocals. So it, uh, which one is the first out? Is it. Uh, Time is taking its toll on you. Or the lines that crack your face. Pestilence. What you had to endure. What you have put others through. Yeah, it's time, famine, pestilence, and death. And then, uh, of course, death, deliverance. That's where he kind of shines. He, he shines. He goes in with a death, deliverance for you for sure. Now there's nothing you can do. Well, it, it, it's funny because, I mean, uh, he, he is he is the guy to bring in on these breakdowns and uh, the same goes for Creeping Death he's great uh, he, he kind of made that part his own uh, in the live versions with screaming die 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 motherfucker die like super aggressive like very extremely more brutal than the original and way longer and it's, yeah, it's, it's really, he brought this aggressiveness, <laughs> or he brought, it, or he brought Metallica over the top. I mean, he, it kind of coincided with uh, James Hetfield becoming this lion, with this lion's yeah. mane and uh, mutton shops. I mean, look, it looks pretty brutal. I mean, and they together, uh, they became yeah. these two, two frontmen, actually, uh, for a while there. I think... Uh... A new, a new thing that is happening is that hip-hop gets mentioned a lot in, in Gain It For If, so I'm guessing we're heading towards that because it gets mentioned almost as often as Metallica. And I think Jason Newsted, he really feels the role of a hype man. Mm. You know, like the, the side guy that is like, uh, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just trying to, to pull the audience up. And he's such a super fan. You can see that he's really a fan of Metallica and maybe that's why he was kind of hazed by the other band members. You know, they, they gave him a, a tough time. Yeah. I had this uh, had this book uh, about Metallica uh, that I don't know. It was so weird. They had the, the weirdest stories about their uh, touring life. Uh, you're still there. Yeah. We're having some technical uh, difficulties. It's really annoying. Uh, Skype gets down. Yeah, well, maybe we should switch from Skype to Zoom, actually. Maybe, maybe but then the mistake. Chinese can listen in. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. The Chinese could get too much, too much riff info. Uh, well, anyway, I had this book, uh, and it, it goes at length uh, describing like the hazing rituals that uh, um, that Jason had to endure. And by far the worst one, which it doesn't sound like Metallica at all. It's the and it's the it's the explicit content of this uh, episode. Just so you know, you can cover your ears. Trigger warning. Um, Jason Newstead, new in the band, comes into the tour bus, and uh, the whole band 
Kirk Hammett, James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich are sitting there in their dressing room getting blowjobs from their uh, yeah from groupies and uh, whoever it is I guess James Hetfield says okay so uh, you're not a faggot right <laughs> and it's just like so bad I mean join in join jo- in or yeah. are you a faggot uh, it's, yeah, <laughs> I, I just, it's, it's horrible I, I mean probably they were horrible but this sounds like doesn't it doesn't even sound like metallic i don't know but they work but if yeah. you look at james hetfield's haircut and his like demeanor on stage i mean it's it's super aggressive it is yeah uh, and it's really like a a bully attitude and i think they're all devastated of course from cliff burton dying and they never dealt with that uh, until super late which was uh, probably like saved the band but you know destroyed them uh, emotionally yeah and i think uh it's really hard because i think if jason did anything wrong in going into metallica is that he did it too well mm. so the guys were like uh, he's sucking up to us you know yeah we- he, he doesn't have his own attitude he should get his own attitude cliff cliff didn't suck up to us no <laughs> we sucked up to cliff you know kind of mm. and in comes this super fan that plays too well and is too engaged on stage and uh, the guys just want to shit on him a little yeah. bit and i i don't i think it's wrong let's be clear about that but i kind of understand where they're coming from mm. in a sense yeah as young guys and someone comes in and he's almost too eager mm. you know too much if it was a dating situation the equivalent would be like the person you're dating you are interested in this person mm. it's a, a nice personality good looks but the, the 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 other person is maybe too eager so it's it's like uh james hetfield had an early copy of the game by neil strauss and is using it to uh, haze <laughs> what a shitty book <laughs> Jason used I, I, was, I was reading that shitty book in in the attic in in your countryside place the same year as we were listening to uh, sang tanger i do believe oh it's a terrible but the years kind of flow together what a good place actually Gotland. oh yeah i don't think many I, mean, I think many listeners know about it because we have listeners here in Sweden, mm. but uh, it's a cool island, like an uh, offshore island of Sweden, mm. quite far out there in the Baltic Sea, and uh, great scenery for uh, music listening, I would say. Yeah, totally. I always brought my Metallica albums there. Yeah, anyway, uh, Four Horsemen, what else could you say about Four Horsemen? Uh, it's on the same album as this motherfucking riff. <laughs> So come on, jump, jump in, in the, the fire. fire. So come on, jump, jump in, in the, the fire. fire. <laughs> Classic tune, more Mustaine. Yes, I like it. yes, I, I was. That that was it, it actually. Uh, it, it was still. We're still on <laughs> Four Horsemen like, in my mind uh, because this this riff really also below. It's like the similar similar riff to the riff yeah. that you had, uh, and I think it's such a, it's a crazy funny riff to play. Um, and also kind of hard, but I think my favorite part is actually this. Super good, like, filler riff. 
bruksriff we call it sometimes but yeah. amazing I liked your rendition I liked it you had a lot of good attack there yeah. it needs the attack Dave, Dave Mustaine is not a soft player no, no, no. he's gonna attack the strings <laughs> still he pitches great too uh, uh, yeah I like Dave we know that but uh, Jump in the Fire not my favorite song of his but now I got pumped <laughs> like, yeah I wanna jump in the fire now yeah <laughs> let's do it um, well I mean uh, I, I kind of uh, felt that it was kind of a, you know uh, a riff that I uh, rehearsed for today. Um, there's not that much to say about it, so I think we'll jump uh, uh, to another song where there's uh, perhaps... I guess what you could say about it is that it also connects back to Four Horsemen is that they were lyrics prior by Dave Mustaine and they uh, were both sex songs about, uh, yeah, just about sex. Mechanics the... was uh, about being a horny mechanic and he was a horny mechanic. <laughs> I don't enjoy that description. When I hear it, I feel like, ugh. <laughs> fuck off <laughs> and then uh, jump in the fire was uh, s- some really like uh, some of the early lyrics were really stupid like uh, speaking about uh, taking his shirt off and stuff and it's just like <laughs> not tasteful so i do like the james hetfield interpretation when he went for uh, demons calling you rather than uh, babes calling yeah. you <laughs> All right. It's not. It's sleazy uh, to write sex songs with metal. Uh, it's. It, I. I don't know. It's. A, we. We remember the 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 Dio song. Uh, no, no. The the Rainbow song from uh, uh, the middle. One of the middle tracks um, from Rising. Oh yeah. Do you close your eyes or a Star Trek? Uh, yeah. The the uh, the first one. I think uh, it just have very yeah. silly lyrics. Um, yeah, I think that was the beginning of the clinch in between uh, Ronnie and, and um, Richie. And Richie. Ronnie and Richie, yeah. Uh, it, it's really, you need to be hair, I guess, a hair band to pull off these kind of lyrics because uh, I don't yeah. know. Uh, it's fu- it can be fun when they do it, you know. Uh, You're my sherry pie. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that song, maybe it's good. I have to admit now. Yeah. It's the first time in my life yeah, that I thought about that song. Maybe it's good. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of maybe I'm I'm hyped up now because of your rendition of Jumping mm. the Fire. But even Sherry Pie, I'm starting to nod my head. <laughs> <laughs> It's, a, it's, it's a, is it an G G yeah, pentatonic? Yeah, yeah, or exactly, exactly. So uh, we can we can we can go through this riff. It's fun. So. So the thing is with this riff, of course, that you pay, play it d- downstroke. So you, in the end, you get extremely tired because there's so many notes. Yeah. And it's not like how anyone else in the world would play this riff. They would play it uh, alternate picking. Yeah. But then you lose the attack. Yeah. So uh, that goes for a lot of Metallica, like the uh, distortion. has to be all downstrokes. If I start putting it up and down, it loses all the, the, the hit. Yeah, classic example. I mean, it, that's it's all about downstroking. Yeah. And to re-quote Yosha Homi, you can't upstroke your way to toughness. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Is that tr- through the never? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Ah, cool. Uh, wait, wait. <laughs> On through the never, we must go. But now I got really tired in my right hands. So I have to rest a little bit. 
cool song. It's a bit, um, it's a bit stupid, but it's nice. It, it, do you remember? Um, it's a Swedish comedy outfit, Varan Theater. I remember them. I'm a fan. And they had uh, had this um, skit where um, Joran Kropp, famous Swedish adventurer, he would go to Mount Everest. He would he would uh, bike there, and then he goes up in, in the in the sketch. He gets up in the morning. He he's awakened by the by the alarm clock, and then he hits the alarm clock button, and then uh, this riff starts. <laughs> When he gets ready for uh, uh, going out, he, he gathers all his supplies and everything. And then, uh, so it's true the never is just playing uh, as he's really hyping up to go uh, biking to Mount, Mount Everest. And then uh, yeah. different things happen in the end of uh, when he gets on the bike, the bike is like, uh, there's no air in the tires, he has to start over. So it's the next day. And then the, uh, you know... Hypes, 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 and then uh, the the bike <laughs> is stolen, and then the bike explodes in the end. So that's uh, it's just very like it's there, there's almost no point to it unless I think like the Metallica riff is the joke. So anyway, your fa- your favorite part of jumping the fire? I want to get into that too. That could you dissect it? Oh, yeah, yeah. So so we're on uh, we're not F sharp, but we're F uh, uh, F to G and B F F F uh, C and then some uh, empty. Simple. It's a cool, it's great, riff. cool song, and uh, a lot of Kill 'Em All there. Yeah, <laughs> but it's because that album is. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah, album. I, I thought. Uh, I thought because uh, I mean, uh, I kind of maybe I can cheat, cheat and say I, I latched on to um, um, to your song because I, I'd really like to take a, uh, something from uh, the fourth album also. Maybe you have something from there. From okay. Justice for All. Uh, you want to do it? You want to do it now? Uh, well, I have I have a song that I uh, I picked up. Jump in the Fire was not one of your f- five songs. It uh, no, just, it just uh, belonged to. It was just. <laughs> ah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say before that we're not gonna play five riffs each. Obviously, it's gonna be more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how many. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah. So so next riff is your riff then, right? Yeah. If you, if you allow me, if that's okay. Yeah, I will. I will. Okay. Cool. Uh, Uh, did you recognize the Harvester of Sorrow? Yeah, Harvester of Sorrow, language of the man. There was a like final minute pick that I did, didn't pick uh, mm. because I felt like okay, I need to make it more justice uh, this this song and uh, more justice, pun intended, <laughs> justice and justice for all. Uh, an album that has maybe been the most uh, puzzling uh, Metallica album for me. Like yeah. uh, it was one of the early ones I bought, and I couldn't stand the sound on mm. it. 
not just the lack of bass that's been addressed way too much so we're not going to address that really no. but also the sound of the drums that are very claustrophobic and everything mm. but i've come to really love this album and like master puppets the songs are so good like the worst song on this album is four out of five it's such a strong mm. album. And Harvest of Sorrow is that kind of song that could have been on Black Album. Yeah, I, I yeah for me, it's a precursor to, um, to Black Album. I think album. they have some of those songs. Another one is The Thing That Should Not Be from Master Puppets. Mm. It also could have been on Black Album, in my opinion. And then on uh, Ride Lightning, you have uh, Fade to Black, mm. which kind of, I mean, it would yeah. have been sounding slightly yeah. different. But they had that in them all the time. And uh, Harvest of Sorrow is just such a thumper. Mm. A thumping song uh, with a very strange subject matter. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, anger, misery, you suffer unto me. Sh uh, drink up, shoot in, let the beatings begin. Um, yeah, there's some uh, uh, abuse going on in different uh, aspects. And just like, feels like they're, they're kind of uh, creating this... Uh, um deity of uh pain you know that uh kind of uh yeah. uh, lars said that uh, the, the song the subject matter is about a, a normal suburban father mm. with a normal suburban family and then one day he just goes postal he just goes mad mm. that's why they mention infanticide Oof. very vulgar term yeah. <laughs> Uh, especially talking to a father of a young kid. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not the one that to get upset when uh, stuff like that is mentioned. I mean, it's just like it's a story. It's uh, and it's uh, I I, yeah. even, I mean, yeah. it's strange enough. My my favorite lyric uh, part from the song is the "drink up, shoot in, let the beatings begin." <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, who else would write that? It's just like yeah. uh, it's uh, it's also a really good live. I think when the Okay, when when Jason fills it out with the bass live, I think it's uh, pretty fucking heavy. Heavy song. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, what do you think about Justice? I Actually, from all the years we've known each other and nerded out on Metallica, I didn't ever really hear your lowdown on that divisive album. Mm, I um, I mean, I like it. It's uh, I think it belongs within the, the four first albums as like, you have to listen to that one as well. Um but I remember. I mean, it's it kind of what what it's what's difficult for me is that they bring. It's funny enough that I, I chose that riff, but they bring the they take the already kind of complicated parts from Master of Puppets and make it even more complicated, uh, like the yeah. the riff from uh, Leper Messiah, the uh, the intro riff. Or the verse five four, and they, they kind of uh, bring that to a whole new level. But th that's maybe why I chose um, Harvester of Sorrow. That it's so uh, it has a very catchy, beautiful pluck riff. And I'll just play it um, yeah. with uh, with minor, sure. just like uh, this.
Start of the verse there. I love the, the I love the plodding nature of that. Yeah, so great. That could also fit on the black album, right? It has like, or even on load, actually. Yeah, but but listen, I mean, the the Justice for All has something that no other album has. It has one, one of Metallica's greatest oh, yeah. songs. Amazing song. It's like two. I don't even want to t- touch it with my, um, you know guitar now after after playing so many uh <laughs> i don't want to destroy that but maybe you have a uh, something from that that we can listen to yeah I, it's actually a hard song for me to play mm. but uh it's it has this kind of bleakness to it like uh I think that riff is so Hetfield. It has this kind of Hetfield landscape to it, mm. this kind of desolate uh, hopelessness to it. And it kind of it carries on the tra- tradition from Fade to Black and from uh, Sanitarium, mm. uh, but it kind of perfects it. And in my mind, it's the second best Metallica song ever written. Yeah. And the best one is Master Puppets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Master <laughs> Puppets is such, such, I agree. such a good song. I agree. That's why I didn't pick any riffs. From it well because like how could you not be a fan already yeah of Master Puppets? exactly what a good song yeah. and the structure and everything is just like <laughs> i mean i'm such a big maiden fan to the point of being religious but i would say that maiden can't touch master puppets and maybe even one it's just uh, metal anthems yeah but it also it, it, it's i think the when he does uh, when when he has uh, is at his best uh hatfield he doesn't pull from his own uh, experiences he um he pulls from uh, the fi- fiction he pulls from fiction yeah. johnny got his gun uh, johnny get your gun right uh book film yeah. and they uh you know he, he tells he retells the story i mean it's like for whom the bell tolls uh he, um uh, uh hemingway hemingway of course uh and you know that's uh uh, I think that's really and uh, creeping death, you know um, the Bible. I think it just really works. Uh, and in, also, uh, sanit- sanitarium. Uh, one flew over the cocos nest. Cocos nest. Yeah. And uh, that, that riff I have to play too because it's not included among my riffs. But I really love the simplicity and followness. Follow someness. That's not a word. Fully some here in Swedish. That's another song. That's Fade to Black. Okay. Oh, <laughs> but it's the right key. Okay. Yeah. We should mention this grip because we're still a riff show, mm-hmm. and it's the power chord of B, like uh, fifth string, second fret, and uh, fourth string, fourth fret. Like mm-hmm. it's used in all the early ballads, and in in Sanitarium they just move that up to then a C power chord and then a D power mm-hmm. chord, and that makes all these chords like. Yeah, 
Um, in the turnaround, you get a Dorian flavor because they they make the A major, which I really dig. I love that sound, like the Dorian the Dorian sound when you make an A major. Many of my contributions to, to, to your band or our band, uh, Reverend John Loth, I was not aware of Dorian mode, but I like it. Kind of <laughs> like uh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that tension. I'm never not going to love that <laughs> tension. And you get that in the sanitarium. It's just so smoky and cool. I like it a lot. But anyway, back to Justice for All cool album a little bit of a tough listen yeah it's a cool album uh yeah it's a bit tough um it already feels a bit long in the end uh you know and there is some gimmicky kind of gimmicky songs i think uh throughout like friday afraid ends of sanity um yeah i think they it's borderline excel metal yeah <laughs> microsoft excel like you know they really had to have sheets and mm. they they shortened some bars to half and they lengthened some bars to one and a half and it feels maybe a little bit uh forced forced exactly yeah a little bit forced and uh, that's kind of the curse of that album and maybe that's why it's not as good as uh, the first three yeah. in my mm. book but it's still awesome and uh, your pick here, uh, Harvest of Sorrow, is just such a good live song as well. Like, you know that it's gonna, it's gonna groove. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it was. Uh, I mean, for me, it was easy to pick that one. Uh, I mean, but the thing is, when I, you know, I, we actually we decided this week that we would do the Metallica episode. So only I only rehearsed yeah. for four days. Uh, pretty happy with how far I got. Anyway, and I, I actually rehearsed way more songs than necessary, which feels nice now when you can just pick something out. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it sounds it sounds pretty cool. I like it. And uh, again, with Gain for Riffs, as you know, if you follow us, that it's not a clinic or an instruction. We are aiming on uh, dissecting the feeling of the riff and the contents of the riff. Yeah. But if we miss like a, a, a beat here and there or a hit here and there, that's okay. But you you never miss to talk about fourths. <laughs> yeah, I had to edit that. I, 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 for transparency, I have to edit less and less as we progress. Our flow gets better, but in the episode, last episode, I was like eight times I wanted to bring up fourths <laughs> in your in your money for nothing riff. And I, when I listen back to it, I'm like I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but then what's wrong with me? It's not that interesting. He uses fourths. Who cares? <laughs> All right, uh, time to go to the, to your next riff. It is, it is. I'm with the wrong yeah. guitar here, uh, so I'll finish with the last riff from uh, Injustice for All that I, is not my pick, but it's a cool riff. Let's go for the next riff. We're going to head back to an album we've already been on. And uh, it's a masterful album. And okay, I'm warming my hand up. This is a quick riff. It's very quick. Oh, no. Oh, no. I find that when we we do this show, when we do this show, I find that playing really fast metal riffs without a drummer is painful. (laughs) 
it's really. I think painful. I know what's going to get all these sixteen notes and everything. But this is just too good. Yeah. I'm going to have to all play right. it. Goes like this. I mean, what could you say about Damage Incorporated? What a cool uh, song. It's a great uh, banging ending on the Master of Puppets. Uh, and much like uh, Creeping Death, in these verses, I love the riff. And also that. But uh, anyway, it's a cool riff, but I also found the perfect vocal melody for it. And uh, you can hear his old demo on Spotify. Which is great. They released like um, deluxe editions of the first four albums, oh, yeah. and you can hear a lot of the old like what he made. And he made the vocal melody, which just sounds. It's like na 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 it really sounds like that uh, it sounds like that a lot because i mean if you're uh, he is you know a limited range uh, singer uh but he also to sing on on top i think uh uh, because the song i I thought about this and i wanted to ask you about it um that a lot of these songs on uh well especially master puppets i think they they're kind of tight uh, the groupings, the 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 chords are very close to each other. Uh, yeah, uh, but it's like go. It's a lot of this, um, uh, just a semitone, a half step uh, up and down, the chromatic. Yeah. And he sings very chromatically also there. That's that's because you know that, that's because it's so, when you when he sings sing it like that, it sounds like a bing bong because it is very yeah. simplistic and but also very tight together. I think that makes it sound more, you know, metal also by moving these chromaticisms and uh, it's kind of monotone, yeah, uh, like a monotone. Na 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 na. But the last syllable is always like a, a hook. Na 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 from uh, t- 2004 but what they kind of lack in my mind is speaking speaking singing mm. like you just speak it because maiden used to do that a lot in the old days like every note is not meant to be a flying soaring melodic note like a lot of them you can just be a, a badass speaking the lyrics yeah like maiden would do in a song like moonchild on seventh mm. sun like i am he the boneless one it's not really singing and it's just delivering the message and being badass. And I think uh, James Hetfield is very good at that. Mm. And uh, Damage Incorporated, simple, stupid lyrics, kind of battery part two, lyric-wise. Uh, just about being mean and destructive. 
it's a strange thing to end the song end the album with or maybe it's a smart thing to end the end the album on the same note let's say uh and it's now i guess i guess damage ink and battery is battery like battery in uh hitting someone or is the battery yeah yeah, yeah it just it's not like a power charge it's like uh <laughs> hitting someone <laughs> do that, do that, very do hard <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, in, in, in Damage Inc., also in the intro, you have an amazing riff, but it's a little bit tough to play. The... I mean, that's very cool. I like it. With those high notes, like he starts on a shugging the E, but then he goes into a, a kind of A power chord, but with the added in the pull-offs uh. and then down to G with um, going down to the second uh, no going down to the to the seventh mm. like. which is kind of in the Van Halen tradition ah. uh, so you can feel the American-ness in, in those riffs yeah. too and uh, the Damage Inc is just full of great riffs it has this kind of eerie intro by Cliff Burton slightly symphonic and then it's just a complete sledgehammer of a song <laughs> and uh, I guess my favorite riff would be the it's the, like a classic mm. uh, kind of you know the song Mephisto no by any chance no. like uh, I'm sure you've heard the melody sure yeah it has that kind of menacing like the tritone and the, the rhythm guitar has to be mentioned that just goes on top of it. So, it's a good, good composition to spit you out without your scream and shout with your fear. You know, just where we come from. Damage incorporated. <laughs> I think it's just a great composition with that rhythm guitar. And then a kind of half-time groove mm. on it, and that riff is very surgical, I think. With those uh, heavy, those fast 16s on the light notes. It uh, really ties it yeah. together. And I think, I'm not sure if Cliff Burton is, uh, yeah, he, he must be... Uh, credited on that song and i feel that that riff maybe is a cliff riff yeah dun, 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 dun. but I'm i sure. thought actually to take the take this um opportunity to uh uh give cliff some love because we haven't really like we you know i pulled out the bass now and i, I mean maybe you can guess what i'm gonna play uh the bass is in the house right, let's see if it's tuned Uh, I mean, Cliff Burton, such a great bass player. And if you listen to the isolated tracks of uh, the thir uh, three first Metallica records, it's just crazy what's going on there. It's like uh, <laughs> when I was young and I heard yeah. it the first time, I was like, what's going on? It's not even the song. It's like so, but he's playing all these notes in between and also this super powerful and sometimes very sloppy, um, but always with such force. Yeah. Force and feeling. And um, some people have commented like, yeah, he plays sloppy, he's not tight. But it's like, if you put this out of context with these long takes that he does, obviously what he's doing is is adapting to whatever Lars is doing or whatever James is doing. 
So it's not going to sound completely clinically perfect when you listen to it dropped out. And that was kind of the magic of him. And he was the loose guy, you know. Everyone else was all about being tight and precise. And he would, uh, as Fleming Rasmussen said, walk into the studio, one beer in a hand and a pipe of uh, marijuana in the other. And he would say, now I'm loose. Now I'm ready. <laughs> and the others would be like, we don't, we don't want it loose. We want it tight. We don't want it loose. But he was, you know, he was his own, uh, he was his own creature. Yeah, I think... Um uh, I wonder if he plays. Does he play this part? Uh, yeah, I think he plays that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna try it now. I think uh, it's really fun because now we we kind of encircle this song already. It's the song in between Leper Messiah and uh, Damage Incorporated. And I didn't rehearse this, but I know this song. it man I, I love this stuff it's so cliff <sighs> he even showed this song to his dad yeah. his dad was on a uh, uh, shout out to alpha metallica uh, tom Quee, yeah. who did like a complete uh, run through every single metallica song and he had some guests on including ray burton including me as well i was on that show yeah it was a great episode with you. You were talking about the the stage design of every stage design of Metallica. It was so great. Super long episode also. So much fun. So, a very long episode. As long as this one probably. And uh, Tom Quee is a great host. His, his kind of British radio voice, it works so well. So shout out to Mr. Tom Quee. But uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, you, you, you interviewed Ray Burton and uh, they spoke. Oh yeah, yeah, Ray Burton. Uh, Ray Burton, uh, Cliff showed him one song at one time and it was Orion. And he was like kind of uh, proud of it. And like showing his dad, like uh, listen to where I'm going to take mm -hmm. this, this, uh, these guys, these punks. I'm taking them into this territory. And uh, Ray said that he was uh, such an avid uh, Maiden fan and also Thin Lizzy. It's also in uh, in uh, Walt's time, so it was a song that uh, uh, Cliff's father could and why uh, yeah and mother could dance to, which I really appreciated. Oh yeah, uh, so that's one two why three was, one um, two three. But it, it's it was just that I got the chills now when I played it. Uh, I'm gonna play it once one more because it's yeah. Nice rendition. You have a good tone going yeah, there. Yeah, I like my bass. It's uh, this Chinese Gould bass that I bought uh, several yeah. years ago, 10 years ago. And I, I brought it to Amsterdam on the Norwegian flight and I hadn't checked it in or, uh, and, or anything. I, I took it to the security. They were like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah. And then I kind of managed to smuggle it onto the plane. All right. By not showing it at the at the gate, so I kind of walked in with it in a soft case, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that went fine, and that's how I, that's the story of how I got this bass 
uh, to Amsterdam. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there is another riff from, I think, the, just the, the... Orion? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, this is so, it's just beautiful. Ah, so nice. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's included in my favorite riffs ever. It's just so much tension. And chromaticism there mm -hmm. you're going up through the minor seventh and then also the major seventh so it pulls you in so nicely yeah uh, very cool riff first i forgot to uh i played a bit wrong the first time but then you get also uh, a notion what, what's what's so cool about it that they uh, this I play like that the first time, but you have to put your uh, small finger on the seventh fret. It's just beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Like this. you make a small uh, small change to it, but I like the change you play when they play the you play that uh, put, uh, hammer on there. Yeah, it's actually just staying there, but I like it. But yeah, Master Puppets, I mean, that's what happens with Master Puppets. Same thing happened with my tribute project. Like, uh, <laughs> it happened with my tribute project. Like, we realized we're going to have to play four or five songs off of this album. Yeah. Because they're just so yeah, good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, while on Master Puppets, I'm going to pull out another ah, riff, because please, why not? Like, To the front. Okay, uh, <laughs> that, uh, another cool song. So yeah, we're we're stuck here. We're now we're lost in the, in the rabbit hole of Master Puppets and what a great album. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think uh, is it my turn? <laughs> <laughs> I've lost it. I've lost it. I have one more. Riff I have one out more of my five. Too. Yeah. I have a, a couple. And couple. and you began, so it's your turn. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, here we go. Uh, from an album we haven't played that much from. Strangely cool. enough.
said the truth. The truth. <laughs> Another great song, and that's a grower for me. I was not an instant fan mm. of this song when I was when I was younger, but it's a grower for me. And it's another of the anthems of James Hetfield's struggling with addiction. Yeah. Like uh, I'm you, like uh, in all these lower points of your life when you have to steal or you know when you have to uh, disappoint your family. I'm you. Uh, this this is uh, I'm like it's kind of his way of saying that I'm alcoholism and alcoholism is mm. me. That's my my reading yeah. of it anyway. No, it's uh, I've I've heard it as well, um, and I think that it's yeah their heaviest song. It's uh, now I played it in. E standard, but it's in D. Yeah, uh, I could uh, I could yeah. just uh, do this. You hear the difference? Yeah, it's a great song, sad but true. It kind of explores Metallica's really heavy side. Like uh, here, they are far away from Iron Maiden. They're far away from mm. uh, Diamond Head and uh, Motred or Judas Priest. This is kind of uh, exploring exploring the real heavy Metallica with his uh, tagline as well. You want heavy? Metallica gives you heavy, baby. <laughs> you want heavy? Metallica gives you heavy, baby. <laughs> he had his baby face when he always said baby. <laughs> I, I was watching uh, Moscow <laughs> 92 the other day and, and uh, when Kirk comes on for his solo in, I don't remember which song, he goes like, Kirky baby, <laughs> it's not like now when he when he says like, like uh, oh so uh, oh sorry uh, James, it's like uh, after the show, uh, James, uh, sorry, could could you please call me the Ripper instead? Ah, uh, okay, <laughs> okay, here we the are, Ripper. Uh, the Ripper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, come on, uh, sad but true, classic. I'm gonna be uh, straightforward and say that Black Album is not my Metallica mm. album. Uh, I've I've gone on and off with it, but. I mean the the heaviness, like uh, uh, distortion again. Here we go. Yeah, a little bit wrong there, but uh, very heavy intro. Yeah, and then it just kind of sucks you in. The the intro is almost lackluster. The intro is almost like a drag. Like oh, I like that. <laughs> that one uh there is if i would continue the alcohol analogy the intro sounds almost like waking up hangover yeah, uh, yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and then you know you have your waterstellare uh, as we say in swedish your uh, uh, straightener if you're an alcoholic and then you're just rocking out and uh, that, that thing yeah so uh cool song nicely written cool topic second one out on uh, the black album and one of the five singles yeah the other singles being uh, enter sandman uh, nothing else matters wherever i may roam and uh, unforgiven uh, it's not yeah. uh, my friend of misery and why not no why why should or, ho or holier than thou uh, bob rock's favorite why bob, bob rock was uh, going mad about holier than thou like this has to be the opening song <laughs> Strange. Holier than thou, you are. Lars Ulrich had a better idea with... Because uh... as much as I'm sick of that song, it's a great way to open that album. How do you play the major version of uh, Major Metallica? Can you do it? 
uh, the classic <laughs> joke. Yeah, I think it goes something like this. I mean, they're such a big band, so they're like oh. subject to many experiments out there. Like playing Metallica all major, playing Metallica with one string, I don't know, whatever. It's uh, it's uh, such a big band, so they're the subject of experiment from a lot of YouTubers. Yeah, I, I would say... I, I was. Uh, you remember Beatallica? You remember <laughs> yeah, that? the mix between Beatles and Metallica. Sergeant, Hetfield's, great. Sergeant Hetfield's lonely motor breath pub band, or whatever it was. <laughs> Sergeant Hetfield's motor breath pub band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which goes back to my uh, missaying of uh, Sergeant uh, Pepper's <laughs> Sergeant Anger. <laughs> they made like it's amazing uh, uh, mixes of uh, yeah Beatles and Metallica. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's. But I was wondering if you had uh, if you had some more on uh, on Sad but True. I think it's an interesting song, and I'd like to hear your take on it. Ah, it's just uh, is it the first time they tuned down to tune down to D? I think it is. Uh, no, no uh, uh, Ooh, the thing, the thing that should not be. Um, but that one yeah. is a bit uh, stiff. Uh, this one is more groovy. Yeah, it, it has great, great palm mutes in, in the thing that should mm. not be. <laughs> <laughs> is, I think it's the worst song on uh, ah, Master okay. Puppets. Yeah, Still yeah, great. I, I, may, I remember, I mean, this is also like, uh, this is deep cut, but... Uh, well, you know, when you know a band is big, is when you yourself, Ole Ole at fourteen is drawing like uh, fan. Uh, <laughs> how can you say like fan, fan art. art for Metallica? <laughs> and I was drawing like Cthulhu coming from the depths, uh, grabbing someone swimming, like the Jaws poster you can imagine, but tentacles instead. And then I was listening to the song to channel it. And I also did when Jason Newstead left. Metallica, when it was fired, I made like this, uh, uh, not rest in peace, but like goodbye Jason image and had it as my uh, desktop wallpaper. You know, like <laughs> a huge fan. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just it's, it's a band that has many super fans. And so it's like its own little world, the Metallica fandom. And as you said, that even themselves put up so much material. So like... like is not is not a, like a long shot. It's not really a strange thing that you can get lost in the Metallica rabbit hole now and then. No, um, we have one more riff from you, right? Yeah, one more riff, one more riff, and nice. uh, uh, yeah, it's, I think we uh, we're gonna go back to uh, kind of '90s Metallica a little bit here. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know which song? Was it Bleeding Me? No. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it was still ah. load. Still load. And uh, I'll play a little uh, bit King more Nothing. of it and you maybe no. will no, no, uh, understand. Oh, uh, Until It Sleeps. Yeah, Until It Sleeps. Also off of load. Ah, of course. And I think uh, that uh, chorus riff is really hero heroic. Like... <laughs> It has that kind of uh, uh, thirds, thirds type grips, and uh, I really dig that riff. I think it's another one that is uh, kind of, I guess, I want to bring it out for attention until it sleeps. 
by a song by James about his uh, father dying. And uh, yeah, what could you say about that song? Uh, it's cool uh, riff and uh, uh, maybe uh, a little bit misunderstood. It's understood as one of their sellout songs, but I think it's a unique uh, number in their catalog. I think this is super, very unique. It uh, comes a bit out of left field, I think, uh, for anyone. I mean, that's why it's such a, it shocks people. Yeah. Uh, but being such a uh, accessible song with, uh, yeah, with like a topical video, I think, uh, where the band look had their all their, their new looks, very expensive on full display, very disp- expensive. They had been a, you know, it's just. Uh, you can understand why people get upset, but I think this is cool. I like this. Uh, I like this a lot. Yeah. yeah I remember I addressed before Jesper Strömblad of In Flames, but my anecdote was too, uh, let's say, too hot <laughs> to include in the show. Oh, the, the raging alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> not get in there. Let's, let's leave Jesper alone here. But uh, <laughs> it's funny what he said about <laughs> Stank Tanger when it came out. He was asked, like, what do you think about Stank Tanger? And he said, like, I'm a diehard Metallica fan. I'm a Metallica freak. I love Until It Sleeps. I think it's one of their best songs ever. I'm a supporter. But when I bought uh, Sankt Anger, I was uh, angry out of my mind. I threw the CD on the floor and stomped on it. <laughs> yeah. And he was a fan of Until It Sleeps. And you can kind of hear that. It has that kind of uh, um, kind of folklore-ish... Uh, so I can see how he liked it. And I think it kind of went under the radar a little bit. They don't play it live anymore. Uh, kind of never and uh, why it's a great song it's an anthemic powerful song and um, arguably better than Ente Sandman if you ask me um, yeah or what would I you say know. what would I, you say that, maybe that's I mean Ente Sandman that, hot... uh, I'm not gonna say that it's a bad song it's, it's overplayed a little bit but it's it's a very powerful song maybe it's better than Until It Sleeps now that I think about it but is this a good song <laughs> even play it absolutely <laughs> nothing <laughs> you know you're just nothing <laughs> one of my earliest memories of metallica is uh that i kind of uh mixed them up with the pesh mod the pesh mode really the pesh mode the, yeah i don't know their, their videos were on the same were like always playing after one another and um I was really young, but then uh, this video was playing, and I think maybe Personal Jesus video was playing. Yeah, yeah, they were they became like an alternative alternative rock band rather than a synth band in in the nineties. And they were all photographed by Anton Corbijn, this uh, Dutch photographer. That yeah, he has his stick, you know, this uh, uh, black and white. Uh, or heavily saturated images, very uh, a lot of contrast to them. Uh, Metallica kind of it felt like they cut their hair just to be uh, posing for these pictures in the load sleeve and so kind on. of right, kind uh, of. And they they kind all of. grew it. They all grew it out again, except for Jason Newsted. Uh, all the mm-hmm. others had long hair again later. And it was uh, Lars Ulrich. He grew it back, but he was ported like a skullet when you have a. A long ponytail and a bald head, and he looked, as you said, more more Danish than ever. <laughs> uh, poor Lars, poor Lars. Um, Maybe not so poor. He seems successful. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, so 
Uh, Gain it for riffs, Metallica special. Have we covered enough ground, or is there something more to say? Metallica uh, festival. Maybe I'll ask you. Metallica festival. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the that's the title. No, I guess Metallica extravaganza. But it's a festival, and uh, yeah, we'd just like to 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 kind of finish it off and tie it all together. Go back to why mm. are we such rabid Metallica fans? What's the deal about Metallica? Mm. That's where we began. Yeah. I'd like to close on that topic too. And their riffs, maybe like what what's really now now when we played so many of them and we kind of I really never played I never learned some uh, tried to t- teach myself so many Metallica riffs in one week uh, less yeah. even uh, it was amazing. I think it's just purposeful somehow. Like I don't think they are a band that is just uh, they're never really on autopilot in my mind. In my mind, they're always kind of have this youthful uh, uh, urge to express themselves maybe less so mm. in the last few albums because they're now getting quite old but i think they still are that garage band they are those four random guys that happen to want to play together and uh, i mean technically they're not that good uh, also which they would admit so it's kind of the mm. if you ever started a band metallica is that's what you're doing like you start a band you play together that's metallica it's not mm. it's not industrial uh. somehow real i don't know that's my analogy yeah. and my idea anyway what would you say yeah no i think you're right they always put their life on the line they take risks uh it, that they can be commended for uh it's also weird i mean it, it, we live in a age where like metallica has played for 40 years or how long is it uh they're yeah, coming up 40, at 40 years next year is going to be the fourth anniversary mm. and that is you know like also you i mean you, there used to be a time when no bands had been playing together for that long. You know, like the Rolling Stones, yeah. now they played for a hundred years, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, uh, look at, the, look at the Beatles. They played together on album for five years, maybe maximum ten years as a, as a group. Yeah. Or look at the Deep Before Purple. Before that, Deep they Purple. played together Deep Purple time. disbanded yeah. uh, just uh, five or four or five years into it. Uh, mm. Bands were short-lived back in the day. And, uh, yeah, we talked about November uh, earlier. Also, they played for three years, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but now we live in an age where, like, this rock dinosaur, like Metallica, is also rock dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, while they at at the height of their power, I would say, after the Black Album, they had only played for ten years, and they were the biggest band, uh, live band oh, yeah. in the world. That's probably. right. That's a good point. That's a quick development there over those ten years mm. between eighty-one and ninety-one. Like that's a band yeah. really trying to go places, really trying to and then push you have the limits. Ten, they have twelve years until Saint Anger, and then you have uh, uh, seven years uh, from the. No, seventeen years, seventeen goddamn years until today. Yeah, yeah. Saint Anger is vintage it's, today. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's it, it's crazy to uh, to think about. I mean, it, it's it's a lot of you know growing up with the band. Also, I think uh, what's funny is that I I used to be such a super hardcore Metallica fan, and I kind of drifted away. But I got somehow I got you interested, or you you were interested, Adam, and now you you kind of brought me back, and we have this back and forth uh, a couple of times every year when yeah. When you get into a Metallica period, and I think it always starts with you or you sending me a YouTube link or me sending you a YouTube link. Yeah, and it's and always the Four Horsemen from 1989, <laughs> Seattle 89. Yeah, or or uh, yeah, uh, probably or or Master of Puppets just uh, for the intro. Uh, but, but Four Horsemen, 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, I showed it to uh, to my girlfriend, and uh, <laughs> it didn't work. Uh, yeah, no, it worked. She actually listened to Metallica back in the day, but okay. not as much as we do. I think she's probably not going to listen to this uh, three-hour long oh, I hope not. Episode. I hope not. Please, Yvonne, don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. But but she was the one. She really told me. Uh, she said like, yeah, he, hey, why, why does uh, why does the singer look like a lion? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I does. mean, uh, he, he does. looks so cool. It looks like a lion. But she didn't mean she didn't mean it as a as a compliment. But I think it's uh, his best look. Yeah, Seattle '89. Yeah, yeah, the ultimate wow. ultimate look yeah you know, I mean, yeah to tie it together we've been on kill em all we addressed uh, no remorse uh four horsemen jump in the fire and maybe touched on another song or two uh then yeah, we, seek and destroy uh, further into ride the uh, lightning we were on creeping death we were on quickly on uh, fate of black and uh call of cthulhu call of cthulhu yeah uh right yeah master puppets ride the lightning did you uh, play right uh, yeah a little bit of ride the lightning too right and then uh, master puppets no escape that's for sure. No escape. There's no escape. And that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> that is nothing you can do. It's all flooding together now after three hours of Metallica extravaganza yeah. recording. <laughs> well, Master uh, Puppet, we had... Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, did you say recording or... Yeah. Did you say recording or reporting? I don't know what this <laughs> Metallica is. Metallica extravaganza Dear listener, we don't know what this is. This is a Metallica special, <laughs> I guess. We're getting it out of our system. Uh uh, I think it would be fun to uh, to to talk about Garage Inc. one day. Maybe uh, we can. We will have to wait. But uh, it's it's a really good album. The cover album, the double cover cover album, great. You based kind of your whole musical taste on that on that cover album there for a bit. It really it really started there. Wow, Budgie, yeah. uh, Skinner, uh, Leonard Skinner. Ah, so many, Sabbath, so many good. Danzig. Motorhead, maybe. Shit, Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Dancing. Yeah. Dancing, yeah, Dancing, uh, Misfits. Um, yeah. I mean, they're a great, yeah. they're a great cover band as well, Metallica. And I've said mm. before in this show that I love covers. I think that maybe yeah. this idea about only playing orig- originals kind of or- originated from the uh, from the business standpoint. Like you play songs that you get will get the profit of and all of the profit. And I think that in music it should be a trade. You should play covers. Uh, it's just I think in my mind that's how music works. You play your favorite songs. You don't only play your own songs. Yeah. No, exactly. I'm like a good at that. Uh, it's funny. Um, uh, one one more question that I thought about. Um, Metallica, are they influential, would you say? Yeah, I would say they're extremely influential, but kind of similar yeah. in a fashion to Iron Maiden that all the guys that try and sound like them uh, fail. Mm. Yeah. In a way, uh, like bands like Trivium, Trivium, Matt Heafy, he's like an absolute Metallica addict, and I don't think he gets close. He's techni- yeah. technically better than most of the guys in the band, or maybe everyone in the band, but he doesn't reach, yeah. he doesn't reach, he doesn't get there to the magic, in my opinion. No, but I have the f- I had a feeling just like they they perfected something, they brought something to the world, and then they ended it themselves. I mean, that's pretty true. Uh, also, kind of standout that they they ended their own career, you know, multiple times and changed it. And uh, but live, but kind of, uh, and that that's something I think is really important. Also, that um, every you know generation they get new fans. You know, like f- people discover them, and I yeah. think it's because of the quality of the music, and that can't be denied. Cannot be denied, and I mean, you go, you were on to this with Black Sabbath as well, with Master of Reality. That that, that album created the stoner rock sound, the downtune stone rock sound, and then already mm-hmm. on the next album they kind of abandoned it, 
So that's that's kind of the sign of a band going forward. Like they can release an album that Im- invites or provokes or uh, lays ground for a whole sound movement, but they're already on mm. another track. You know, they're already going for the next step. And I think the only time Metallica got stuck a little bit was maybe when they released Reload. Maybe they shouldn't have. Because that's no. when they maybe, <laughs> you know, they felt a little bit tired around that time, let's say. Yeah. I thought I w- would play us out because uh, now we uh, we had enough. I think <laughs> it's time. It's uh, time for sure. Uh, if you're still listening, dear listeners, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming along on this ride of uh, Metallica super geekdom. Uh, Jesus Christ! It was a, a, I, I don't know if I ever made something that lasted this long. Uh, <laughs> three hours <laughs> we're coming up on. Amazing! It's going to be a, a yeah. hell of a job for you to <laughs> edit this. Um, but I, yeah, I don't envy you. But uh, yeah, to I would just like to play uh, this one last riff from Metallica. And thank you so much for dear listener for sticking with us this long. And we love you. And uh, see you next week. See ya. Thank you.